Welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a place where sharing God's word with the next generation in your circle of influence can be simple, easy, and fun. We know that intentionally teaching children about God and the relevancy of His word will be a game changer in their homes, schools, and communities. This podcast is a ministry of Bible to School, experts in engaging children with the Word of God. Together, we will make sure that you can tell the children about the love of Jesus. Ready, set, let's go. Welcome back to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a ministry of Bible to School. I'm your host, Meredith Steidler, and this is episode 122, the very first of the new year. Welcome to 2024. And it is that time of the year to reflect and set some new goals. So I'm eager to bring you Corey and Lee's recap of an outstanding 2023 in the Bible to School world. And you also hear our God goals moving forward and how you can join us in reaching them. Have you heard? This podcast has reached a significant milestone. We have reached 15,000 downloads plus some. So thank you so much, friends, for being a part of that. And be sure to listen the whole way through this episode to hear Corey announce something really cool for our podcast fans coming later in 2024. All right. Are you ready to hear how our God of abundance has been moving in and through Bible to School? Join Corey and Lee's conversation now. Well, Corey Bennybagger, welcome to the You Can Tell the Children podcast. Hi, Lee. Great to see you. Did you have a good Christmas? We had a great Christmas, Corey. It's so nice to be a family, isn't it? Yeah. Getting together and getting all those presents, that's always fun. Yeah, it is. What did you do for Christmas? Oh, we had the kids together. My boys actually played Christmas Eve. They won drums and one is on the guitar and my husband picked up the bass and he, so we get, we do some music at Christmas, which is really nice. And my parents enjoy that. So we love to celebrate God and music and Jesus's birth. That's really, really fun. So as we look back on the last year and where we see that God has been working, it is astounding the growth that happened in 2023, isn't it? Oh, I'm always amazed every year when we do this and we have these reflections of the past year because, you know, you're going step by step forward and you don't think you're getting very far. And then you look behind you and there's all those footsteps in the snow. Well, in, in my part of the country, it's the snow. It's and snow here too. <laughs> yeah, in Michigan. That's right. You're in Michigan. But it really deepens our faith. That's why I love talking to you here this first week of January about what God has done. Yeah. Well, the week between Christmas and New Year's, Mike and I always do a goal setting and a time of reflection. And we have this journal that we've kept over the 25 years of our marriage about what we did each year. You know, just bullet points and things. And so we fill it in. Some years we've forgotten and trying to remember two years is a lot, but it was like birth of a kid or whatever. And I just find that time of reflection really precious. But I know that you and Blaine do that too, right? Or something? Yes. We get out our calendars and sit side by side and actually go. We're actually a little more intentional than that in that we go month by month and we we look at our goals from the year. Like we have kind of a couple goals and I mean couples as in us as a couple goals. And one of the things we, I'm such a relational person, you know that I love to connect with people. And 
We have a goal that once a month we have somebody over, people over to our house for dinner that we don't know, that we want to get to know them and, and know their journey and hear how God is working in their lives. And we're like, oh, well, um, February, we couldn't do that because there was a snowstorm. But, you know, yeah, we did that in March, you know, so it was kind of fun to held ourselves accountable a bit and uh, kind of expand our horizons. And so that's one of the things we do. We take our list and then we also compare it to our goals. Not everybody's probably that. If they would know my husband, they'd know he's a goal goal oriented guy. So he was a naval officer. So he has to get those goals done, you know? <laughs> well, it's interesting because the people who set goals tend to keep walking towards something. I mean, it's like, it's just, I think it's powerful. I think it makes us better leaders. Not that we don't have flexibility in there, but we also do this at Bible School. As CEO of Bible School, you do that. So what does that look like? How do we do that as a team? Yeah, we're pretty intentional as a team, storing our time, talent, and treasure, as we call it, or our financial gifts. Even our financial partners, they, they give such generous gifts. And we're just so amazed about that. And so we, we track all that and, and what are what we're taking in and what we're giving out. And by the end of the year, and you know as well as I do, and you're even in your personal finances, it's like, okay, is this all gonna work? Is this all happening? And and God blesses every year. He is a God of abundance and he's done it again this year. And you just don't realize, like I said, what what God has done until you look back. We do this with all of our goals. And I love, I love when, when this is a God thing, because in Deuteronomy six, God tells uh, the Israelites how to live through the 10 commandments. Cause they were for 400 years, they were slaves. They didn't know how to live. And he says, impress them, the 10 commandments, impress them upon your children. But this is what I love. He says, I'm going to read this. He says, in the future, your children will ask you, what is the meaning of the laws? The regular, you know, what are the meanings of these commandments that our God commanded you? And it says, tell them. God says, he tell them we were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt, but the Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand. Before our own eyes, the Lord performed great, awesome deeds of power against Egypt, Pharaoh, and his entire dynasty. But the Lord brought us out of there so that he could bring us in, giving us the land he swore to our ancestors. Then the Lord commanded us to perform all these regulations, revering the Lord our God, so that things go well for us as we continue to live as we are doing right. What's more, we will be considered righteous, careful to do all this commandment before the Lord our God, just as he commanded us. That's a very long way of saying, you know, remember God's blessing. It's going to strengthen your faith and also tell your, tell your children. It'll, it'll strengthen your children's faith. Kids always ask why, rightly, why? Why do we follow him? Because he's faithful and showing kids that is so, so important. Okay. So I think that we probably should do that on this podcast today. I think that we should probably remember what God did in 2023 and rehearse it for some of our friends that are listening because God showed up in the most incredible ways in 2023. He did. This is my job to tell people this stuff all the time. So I'm very excited to tell you that the children. This year have the public school. So we're in public school ministry. If you don't know Bible to school is, we're a public school ministry and we help people, communities, moms, dads, grandparents, aunts, uncles. We help them to teach the Bible to kids once a week during public school hours. So they go off site 
and they come with us for with this program for an hour and they learn the Bible every week. And so we teach people how to do that. So in all our programs, we hit a hundred weekly Bible classes this year, which is amazing. 2,000 kids registered just this week. And over the last five years, we have tripled in size and the number attending. So we are just blown away by, you know, we, we talk about giving the loaves and fishes and he multiplies it. He has multiplied that because kids are asking kids. Kids are invited. We have this one God story of, which is God stories with things only God can do, of a little girl who wanted to come to Bible to school. Parents wouldn't let her, which understandably some parents don't want them to come. But her friend wrote the parents a letter and said, would you please let my friend come and learn about God? And this year, the parents said yes. So, oh, wow. That's awesome. She's one of the 2,000 of kids that are doing this. The other thing we're very excited about that God did this year is we've been talking to lots of states, and I think I've mentioned that on the podcast before. It takes a little while to get this program a little up and running, and we make sure people do it well. Well, Idaho and Tennessee are starting this month. So Melba, Idaho and White House, Tennessee, they are starting. So we are now officially in three states. Three Yay. states. Yeah, you, y'all can clap out there. <laughs> so fun. Yeah. So we've been busy training them and it's very, very exciting. We Wait, have like, even uh, more than that. We're talking to many, many other states. Yeah. One in Hawaii too. We're really, we, we keep calling them back. We're like, Hey, we, yeah. we really want you to come. <laughs> Shouldn't we do like a live podcast recording there? Just I like really so. build the hype for them. <gasps> Palm tree. Yes. I think that's a good idea. <laughs> I do too. But yeah, we're, we're very, there's about 20 other states that we're talking to. So if we have if somebody in your state, people looking at our map at our website, because we, we are still expanding. And if you don't, don't have anything in your state, get in touch with us because we want to grow. And obviously God wants us to grow because Idaho and Tennessee, here we come. And obviously there is an army of people that volunteer and keep us moving in the right direction, right? Yeah. One of the things that I'd like to highlight here from from 2023 also, but not only the kids are, are inviting people, the volunteers are inviting people and they're inviting kids and they're inviting other volunteers. So we had something called Introduce one, where we say introduce one person, just one person to this ministry. And uh, we had kids on the waiting list. People are like, oh my gosh, you have kids on the waiting list. Well, we, we need one volunteer per six children. So it's small group. We keep it as a small group so that they can connect with each other and learn the Bible well. Very high level of excellence. And kids got off the waiting list this year. Praise so we are very excited. Our donors, again, they are so, so, our financial partners. They are so, so faithful. I just want to say, if you are part of our team, our volunteers, our financial partners, or you are a, a member of Bible to School, you're a champion out there doing it, I just want to personally take a minute and say thank you. I know it's not easy. I know they're using their, their, their me time. They could be going to the grocery store or doing errands, but they are doing the work it takes to bring the Bible to public school children. I was in a class yesterday. A donor was visiting, a financial partner was visiting, and he was looking and seeing. He said, well, how many kids in here don't, don't have a church home? And I, that particular class, 80% of the kids did not have a church home. Mm, so it was- Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, awesome. 
Awesome. Great big thank you to our donors and our volunteers. Like we just could not do this without you. No, we couldn't. Not at all. It's definitely the body of Christ. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about some of the curveballs of this year that are becoming really fun curveballs. But the doors are opening wide to getting the message out, not only about Bible to school, but about really courageous biblical parenting. Like we've walked into a lot of interesting conversations, right, Corey? Yeah. With this podcast, when we are so thankful for, to our podcast listeners, to being a part of our podcast family, listening and trying to get their focus on God, because you can tell the children, that's the whole name of our podcast. And we have over close to 15,000 downloads, and that's a huge milestone. But what that has opened the door for is that the Washington Times had asked me to be a, a columnist for them. So monthly, I do a, a column for them on how to tell the children and on things that Christian moms and Christian parents want to know about. Someone's tackling some topics there. You can you can check out Washington Times and see it on the higher ground part. They have higher grounds as their religious area that they have those topics on. But it's been really, it's been sharpening me. I've been like, well, those are really good topics. Like, what would you do as a parent, you know? if there was a school shooter in the, in the class, in the school and different things like that. And so you, you've been helping me with that, Lee, you, you kind of seasoned in that kind of stuff. Well, it's so fun, Corey. I, I think that, you know, no pressure, but it is the Washington times. That's very fun. And Mm -hmm. what a, what a gift to be brought into a secular space to talk about things about faith. Very cool. That is, to me, that's the reflection part of it is that right now there's such fear, fear, fear out there and there's fear with children. I was asked the other day when I was interviewed on a podcast about what are two things that children, you know, what are things that children, the top things that they're dealing with in public school? And it's counterfeit. They don't have truth, which is Bible to school. We bring them the word of God. We bring them truth, but also fear. And so I love going into these secular places where the fear, 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 there's so much stuff going on. But it's okay. You you have influence. You have the Holy Spirit. You have God on your side. He's he's way bigger than that. So it's very exciting to have that voice at the table of posi- of a positive solution and a positive outlook, and that you are not powerless. You have the Word of God, and, and that's very powerful. So we ended up starting to write a book as well to help parents navigate the the public schools. So you can pray about that. That's in the works. And we're sending the the book proposal out in December. We did it. And so keep you posted on how that goes. And you will definitely be the first to know about that. But God is blessing. And we definitely have a positive message to tell because you can tell the children. So we talk about God's stories at Bible to School, like things that only God can do. But there's some things we should probably be praying about, too. So what are some things that you want us to be praying about, Corey, from your seat? Yeah, we should really pray for the families. They are being attacked, I would say, with this darkness that we're talking about. I mean, some boys had asked our small group leader, uh, they were concerned about a recent tragedy. And they're, they're pretty much saying, like, we should pray for this tragic family because they're hearing it. You know, they're hearing it. And apparently lunches were moved aside. These are boys. They were nine-year-olds and they were like lifting these families and tragedy up in prayer and they had never even met them. 
So we're excited about the families allowing kids to come to this safe place at Bible to school programs to pray and process through. You got to process through this stuff and kids not necessarily have a place to do that and then take it to our powerful God in prayer. There was just so many things that the kids, but that's why I like to pray about the families that they would bring stuff and that the kids would actually respond to it. And then the kids actually take the truth back to the families. Covering these families in prayer is huge. We had one volunteer who was doing, (laughs) this is only something only God can do. So it's a God story. A volunteer was doing yard work and his neighbor came over and he said, you know, I I didn't know you were involved in Bible to school, you know, hanging out in the backyard. and, And he said, well, my kids love it. They come home each week excited about talking about the Bible stories that they learn. And he said this, and this really got me. He's like, I don't know much about God. You know, would you teach me? So imagine two neighbors talking like that. And that really sticks out to me. Like that hugely sticks out to me that it's the word of God. And only it seeps out into neighborhoods and into schools and in, into, into families. So we just pray around these families. This was really good. This little boy who had never heard of God before until he came to Bible to school. He gave his heart to Jesus, praise God. And he shared, he's like, this is, he was like incredible. You know, he's like, how can you not believe when God did all these cool miracles? Like he was like, I couldn't believe Like, why can't, how can you not believe? We had to chuckle about that. Like, yeah, yeah, we agree. We agree with that statement. (laughs) So Corey, I see this too. I'm coaching this year in a school and I have other coaches saying to me, how can I know for sure that I'm saved? I mean, you just can't even Mm. tee up those conversations sometimes to have it be that clear, that succinct. And then one of them asked if I would help them find a Bible and get into a Bible study. So, Mm. I mean, this is the kind of stuff like God is clearly moving and is ready to use people who are willing to be used. It's just thrilling. Yeah. I mean, light shines brightest in the darkness. I mean, and John 1, 5 is what I love is the, the, um, the light. He says the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Mm. It's not, will not overcome it. It already has. The darkness has not overcome it. Let's pause right now and take a question from one of our Bible to school kids. Does God's love ever end? What a comfort we have that God's love never ends. While there are many places in scripture we can read about God's amazing love, check out Psalm 136. This Psalm gives thanks to God and describes his great attributes. And every other line repeats, for his steadfast love endures forever. Psalm 136 is a wonderful reminder of who God is and how much he loves us. We're actually building on that in 2024. Oh yeah. The goal for 2024, it's it, it's an adaption of some the spark that God put in our hearts a little while ago. But really, are we articulating our big goal today, Corey? Yeah, we are talking about it today because I have been praying about this. Our team has been praying about, okay, what's next in 2024? You know, what 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 does God have for us? So we have this whole national thing, and I don't even know what that means, except that our heart is for one Bible to school program to be in every state. We want to ignite a spark 
in every state because light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. That is a very exciting thought to me. We are working on how that even would be accomplished. And uh, we actually, the listeners, hey, who do you know? It's who, who are one person you can introduce us to? Introduce one. But yeah, look at our map and see who do you know in a state that's not colored yet. And we would, or it doesn't have a little dot in it yet. We're very serious about this. And we have the toolbox. We have the coaching. We have everything that's needed to help you start and, and teach you how to do this in your local public school or teach somebody you know how to do this, Lee. It doesn't have to be you. You could be just part of the catalyst to get it the spark going. So Corey, God gave someone this vision before he gave it to us. And I don't even know if you can tell that story, but can you? Can you tell about the first time that was articulated? Well, it was a t- discussion that I had with Alex Kendrick. He is the, from the Kendricks brothers, and a couple, it was two years ago. And I asked him, how, how do you do that? How do you, he was in the entertainment mission field, which is a darkness as well. And he shines light there with his movies like War Room or Facing the Giants or Courageous. It was amazing. And he's another, I know he's another movie coming out as we'll be talking about that. Oh yeah. On the podcast. But I asked him, you know, how did you do that? Go from you know, a little church in Georgia and you have this impact on the entertainment field. And he said, well, that's easy. It's, it's prayer strategy. And I'm like, prayer strategy. What you, I mean, I, we pray all the time and it, we cover everything in prayer. He goes, no, no, no. You need to get prayer warriors around what you do. And every part of your ministry and every, every part of your vision and pray ahead of where God is going to be, where God is going. And so we actually have, I think I might have shared this before, we have national prayer warriors and we have them in each state. Well, we don't have them in every state. We want to have them in every state. So if you're in a state that um, you could check with us, we, maybe you could be a prayer warrior for us. We have them in about 11 states. And uh, I meet with them uh, once a quarter over Zoom, and we pr- it was the sweetest prayer time to do that. And these, these prayer warriors pray over all the activity that's happening at Bible to School, and uh, they're praying ahead of God coming in to their public schools. Oh, I'm telling you, when we start praying, it's almost unstoppable. It's just <laughs> like we at least know that we are asking the Lord for the full extent of his blessing here at Bible to School. But that's going to open up a lot of opportunities for us as well, because this is not a money-making gig for us. Like Bible School is a nonprofit organization. And so we have new ways in the coming years that we need people to get involved. And one of them is here on the podcast. And it's so exciting. Yeah, we in 2024, we will have new ways for our podcast listeners to get involved and support this ministry. It involves possibly becoming part of an impact team that has, and I'm just teasing this out, more information coming up in other episodes, but it will involve getting a t-shirt as well, Lee. And I know you love t-shirts. I know you love to have different ones on. Well, actually, I love the Bible to school t-shirts. They are (laughs) so soft. So our friends, you know that we are going to come to you first to unroll this, but being a part of the impact team will give you an a different seat on the bus at Bible to School where you get to see just a little bit more than what you get here on the podcast. And I just love it. I love it when Corey texts me 
stories about what God is doing. I know she's eager to make sure that you have the opportunity to hear those a little more frequently than you do right now. Though we do tell stories really well. Yeah, it's the body of Christ and we'd love to invite you in deeper with us. Yeah. So here we are at the beginning of the new year, 2024, and you really want us to be intentional. I know that's true. So talk to us about that, Corey. Yeah. A lot of people, like you said, in January, like, oh my gosh, I need more things to do and I've got to figure get better at this and better at that. It's kind of a beat up time, in my opinion. I like to say to people out there, especially parents who like to beat themselves up, I didn't do this this year. So when you look back, you want to look at God's blessings. You don't want to look at what you didn't get done. You want to look at what you, you know, what you did get done and what the blessings are. But then going forward, what's going forward would you like to do? But that's overwhelming too. I look at, my husband does a to-do list every Saturday. I got to tell you this. And we fought about this ever since we've been married. We've been married 33 years. Because Saturday, he has literally 20 things on this list. Look, 18, 20 things on this list. I'm looking at it and going, nobody even could possibly get all this done if they tried. And I said, can we just do one of those? Just one thing. And that's what I'd like to tell parents out there and the, and the listeners you know, we want to be intentional with our time, our talent, our treasure in serving God. But we want to teach our kids how to do that. But it, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? If you get too many things going, you don't, I don't do anything on a 20 item list. I, I just get overwhelmed. But just take one, I, I want to challenge everybody just to take one spiritual step for your family just for one day that, that's needed. That's all you need to do. One. So you're looking back and maybe you're saying, going deeper, what it looks like for you, maybe prayer, maybe it is serving, maybe it is giving, maybe it is scripture reading that you want to do more of. Maybe it's, you want to just go to church like you haven't gone to church. Maybe, maybe it's serving others, but all those categories, I kind of came up with a couple of maybe helpful hints to kick off our year for our You Can Tell the Children podcast family. I would like to say like, First of all, I can't do it alone. I don't do anything alone. You know that, Lee. I am a teens person. So first of all, get yourself, I'm going to do prayer. Get yourself a prayer, a kid's prayer book. So if you want to do prayer with your child, make prayer cards or figure out something that's a tool that will help you do what you want to do with them. Schedule a time to do it together. Get it on the calendar. If it doesn't happen, if it's not on the calendar, it doesn't happen. Get your spouse or your or your close friend to help you or have a sticker system or something if the kids are young. But man, do it one thing and celebrate it with them. Mm. Same way with scripture reading, like get a kid's Bible. If you don't read the Bible with your kids, get a night, get a cool Bible and then start. That's all you have to do is take one step, one step. Schedule to do it breakfast, supper time, bedtime. You can do it once a week, every week. I mean, it's not rocket science, you know? And of course, celebrate it. Like I'd say, say, give yourself some encouragement, encourage yourself. (laughs) And then going to church, I I highly challenge you when I get into that is find a Bible believing church. Find one that opens up the scriptures and reads from the scriptures. They give you lots of tools to talk about God's word each week. So it kind of goes back to the scripture reading. So if you go to church, you're going to get help with reading scripture and praying. It automatically going to church makes you accountable because we have friends that go every week and we sit with them. And if I'm not there, man, I get a phone call from the husband saying, where were you? You know, I, you know, 
we were expected you here. And I'm like, well, I didn't feel so well. He goes, well, I had a cold too. And I came, why didn't you come? He doesn't let me up the hook. <laughs> so that going to church really, really helps. And there's something about, wouldn't you say, Lee, there's something about corporate worship that just fills the soul. And it's part of, part of what God's best for us, right? No, oh, totally. We often hear people say it's not enough to just go to church. Like you need to be taking care of spiritual development throughout the week. But really, it is a hard reset for us. It is like a, a moment where we all stop and we like recenter our hearts on who is in charge of us and this crazy world. And we get to do it together. And sometimes I can't sing at all because of what's going on in my life. It just is hard. And to stand next to you, Corey, and hear you sing words that are hard for me, but I know that we both believe them. That changes you. I mean, it really does make a difference if you're walking alongside of other people. One falls down, the other helps them up. Yes. And you do that really well, Lee. Thank you for doing that. That Lee kind of leads into when you're with people, you like can see all the needs then. You're not focused on yourself. You're focused on others. It helps you to focus on others. And people say, well, how can I serve? I don't even know what to do, where to go. I mean, find a need in your circle. Like just, you know, who needs a meal of your friends? I mean, it doesn't have to be somebody you don't know. It could be people you know to serve. Teaching kids that is so awesome to teach them to serve. Their whole face lights up. But then, I mean, there's organizations who know people in need. I mean, that I highly recommend that. But I would say pick up the organization who that your kids are interested in. If they like to serve other kids, if they like to serve the elderly, if they find organizations that do that, they give you all the tools. I know from Bible to school, people who love to work with children. I mean, we give them all the tools. I was in a class yesterday and they, these retirees were like, ladle it up. Cause they're like, we don't have to think about it. We come in and the curriculum is all ready for us. Everything's there. There's a lot of good organizations out there that make it easy for you to serve. And, you know, it makes consistent, accountable when you're serving others. Again, it's, it's about doing it with the body of Christ. And then you get to have a front row seat to watching God change lives. Serving others is, is where it's at. That's, that's my thing. That's where I feel closest to God. But uh, all the other things, though, that we're talking about, serving others, going to church, you know, reading scripture, prayer, you can take one tiny step this year for your family's spiritual and betterment and encouragement and, and growth. That's all you have to do. One step and God will take the rest. Mm, what a promise. Well, Corey, we are fresh out of time and we are already so excited about what God is going to do in 2024. I don't know how long it's going to take us to write 2024 in t instead of 2023, but we know that the excitement that lies ahead is great. And uh, Corey, if it's okay with you, I would love to pray today to end our time together. I would love that, Lee. Thank you. Heavenly Father, we love you. And at the start of this great big year ahead. Lord, we know that you're going to be in control and good each day of the year. And so we turn our hearts towards seeking you in 2024. We give it to you and say, Lord, we want what you want. And Lord, hear our prayer that you would continue to open doors for Bible to school groups to be in every state of the union, Lord. And not just every state of the union, everywhere. 
so that kids everywhere will have access to your word and learn about the Savior, Jesus. Father, this takes a lot of dedication. And so I just pray for our volunteers. Thank you for them. Would you, Lord, encourage them? Would you give them clear God moments of their own that they're excited to share? Father, we pray for the kids that their faith would grow and flourish in this next year, that the parents would be drawn in, that that 80% would soon drop, and that they would plug into local Bible-believing churches. And Lord, for all the plans that are ahead, we give them to you because you're the one who knows what's best and we want to follow your lead. And so, Lord, I commit Corey to you and the leadership of Bible to School. Lord, guide them and protect them. Help them to see the path that they are to walk and to walk courageously into the future with you. Lord, we love you. We give you our great praise for your faithfulness in 2023 and expect it with anticipation in 2024. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Lee. Well, happy New Year, Corey. Happy New Year to you too and to all the You Can Tell the Children family. How outstanding is it to hear the way God's been moving in Bible to School? And it is so like Him that prayer would be what's kickstarted the growth we've seen. Are you ready to go deeper with the Lord, like Corey said, by taking just one spiritual step forward with your family in 2024? Tell us your thoughts. Leave a comment on our Instagram or Facebook pages at Bible the Number Two School. Are you a regular listener of this podcast? As Corey mentioned, we're starting something brand new in 2024. Be sure to stay tuned in the coming weeks for more details on that. Thanks so much for tuning in, friends, and I do look forward to meeting you here next week to hear from author Hannah Conway as she shares some of her thoughts on her recently released book on identity called In Case You Forget. So until then, remember, you can tell the children in your life about Jesus.